Welcome in everyone to our Cracked Rackets French Open Men's Singles Draw Preview. All of us so excited for the year's third and final Grand Slam to kick off. Of course, it's a different French Open than ever before. The transition from hard courts to the clay quicker than it has ever been. We are all looking forward to seeing how these players respond to these conditions. Of course, we got to look at the draws on Thursday. So many exciting first round matchups. So many interesting possibilities. Joining me to talk about about all of them to help set the scene for these next two weeks in Paris. You, of course, know him as our Cracked Rackets Do Everything, a former Denison men's tennis great, the only undefeated high school tennis coach in Missouri history, James Foster McDonald. Jamie, you excited for the year's third Grand Slam? Very excited, and man, I feel out of whack, though. The calendar has just been thrown out, um, and, you know, hey, you just look at it, take it day by day at this point, because it's like, oh, we got the French, and it's about to be October. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, late fall in Paris, something we all dream about. Certainly, these players get to live out that dream under circumstances none of us could have expected, but nevertheless, it is going to be a fun Grand Slam of tennis for all of us fans. And of course, what we're going to be doing today, breaking down the draw, we're going to talk about the top seeds on Upset Alert, the unseeded players with the potential to do some serious damage. We'll talk about our favorite first round matches, and of course, we're going to be offering our predictions for how we think this is all going to play out. Now, if you want to hear more about the top contenders, the dark horses, the biggest storylines heading into this event, be sure to go check out our website, crackedrackets.com, the Great Shot Podcast, Mini Break Podcast, focused on this French Open for the past week. If you have missed any of our preview content, you can go find that there. But Jamie, when we look at this men's singles draw, obviously we have Rafael Nadal making his return to play after he sat out the 2020 U.S. Open. But he is not the number one seed. It's Novak Djokovic, number one. We said at the beginning which half Dominic team uh, ended up being placed in could be the single most important question in this slam team. On the bottom half with Rafael Nadal, it's Daniil Medvedev, who's your number four seed. You look at those four, Jamie, and the rest of our top 32 seeds. Who do you have on upset alert? Man, I mean, out of only those four, it's difficult. I mean, I honestly like the Medvedev draw. Um, He's probably the one I'm least confident in, just given what we've seen from Teen as of late. Djokovic obviously angry and ready to get this thing rolling. Um, Nadal coming out of a pretty typical two-seed draw. He'll run up the bottom and run into Dominic Team, I think. So all of them have to be decently happy, I'd say. Djokovic has some tests early on, um, you know, particularly when you get to that third round. I would say he has the roughest road in terms of, you know, people he's going to end up playing to get through. But regardless, I expect all of those top guys to move through. Oh, I think Dominic team has the roughest road to the uh, to the final or to even the semifinal, but we'll get to that when we talk about the bottom half. You look at the top half of this draw, Jamie. I mean, I think I have eight of the 16 seeds with the potential to lose in the first three rounds. And of course, what is an upset? If a lower seed beats a higher seed in the third round, is that really an upset? Once you get to the second week, isn't everyone just really good? The answer to that is probably yes, but you start to look at the draw. I mean, some of the names that's Stand out. Hubi Hercots that first round against Tennis Sandgren. That's an either or match. Should be a lot of fun. Honestly, Daniil Medvedev, he should win, but we've seen Martin Fucevic do a lot. I have a lot of success at the slams these last couple of years, so that is a tough ask, especially considering it's only Medvedev's second match on clay in 2020. I have him on a little bit of an upset alert. If Basilashvili can get through Montiero, the draw opens up for him, but I think it's a little bit tough. I think Chris. 
Christian Guerin, the potential to play, uh, I believe it's uh, Ugo Umbert in round two. That's a pretty tough one as well. And then Tsitsipas versus Jaume Munar. We talked about this, Jamie, off air, but if Tsitsipas gets through that comfortably, he's absolutely a contender to make a deep run into the second week. If Munar trips him up, and he really could, that could be the sign of, again, more frustrations for Stefano Tsitsipas. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I mean, obviously, we know Munar, a great clay court player. Sitsipas didn't look his cleanest um, in the lead-up tournaments to this. So, you know, obviously, he's facing some disappointment coming out of the U.S. Open, really had a chance to push through, ends up losing to George in that five-setter after blowing a huge lead. So, you know he wants it right now. It's just where he's at on the clay for me. And I think you're exactly right. That first match is going to be a huge test for him. And, look, if he passes it, then we got to take him seriously moving through the French. I agree with you. And you look at the bottom half, so many fun first-round matches for these seeds. You know, some of the ones that stand out, Schwartzman versus Kasmenovic. Oh, you've got Monfils taking on Sasha Bublik. You've got, honestly, Evans Nishikori is fun. Chechenato, a former semifinalist versus Demon Hour, certainly interesting. I don't know how you feel about Taylor Fritz. I know he's playing a qualifier, but still, given his level on the clay, that's a toss-up. There's a lot of room for upset potential here in the early rounds of this French Open. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, top half, bottom half, there's a lot of different names that you can list on there. Um, And it's not just the big guns, right? I mean, as I said before, I think all those guys, the top four, are going to move through deep into this draw. Um, You know, we both talked about it. Team and Djokovic have some tough guys ahead of them. Um, But regardless, I think we're going to see some high seeds do really well in this one. And, you know, ultimately, there's going to be some seeds that fall, right? That's just always how it happens. It's up to us to try and guess the right ones. Yeah, so if you were to try and guess the correct ones, if there are maybe on the flip side, the unseated players you just think are looming dangerously in both the top and bottom halves of the draw, who are the names you would point to? Yeah, I'll start on the top half. I think there's a few. Um, I think Francis Tiafo. Um, he has a weird first round matchup with Jan Lennart Struth. Um, and hey, look, if Struth is on fire and hits him off the court, so be it. But if he gets through that first match, the draw kind of opens up nicely for him. I think Kevin Anderson's another one you've got to put in there just because of his experience in Grand Slams. Um, and my final one in that top section is uh, Guido Pea. Um, I think he has the potential to do a lot of damage. He's a guy who you put him on a clay court on any given day. Who knows what that guy can do, right? And, you know, when you get to the Grand Slam level, remember we saw him make a sneaky deep run to Wimbledon last year. Um, so we know the guy can do it on the biggest stage, especially on clay where he's most comfortable. You know, watch out for Pele, Pele if he's playing well. You know, on the top half of the draw, I think for Haumi Munar, if he gets through Tsitsipas or for Fuchovic, yeah. as I mentioned, then the draw opens up for them. I think another guy, you know, there's a section of the draw that features Hachinov, it features Garen, and it features Ugo Umber. And if I was to ask you, hey, just power rank those three players in terms of their recent performances, you could make a legitimate case for Ugo Umber being number one. And Christian Garen is probably number two, particularly on a clay court, but they're going to face off probably in the second round. And the winner of that has Hachinov looming in round three. I think they enter that match versus Hachinov as the favorite, regardless of who it is. I think that's a potential section where the draw could open up at the top. I do, though, agree with you. I think the top seed's going to be pretty tough to knock off in that top section. And then, yeah, there'll be some seed-on-seed crimes, but those aren't any unseeded guys. In terms of the lower half, you know, a name I pointed out uh, in qualifying on our mini breaks on our GSP Aces of the Day, a guy who I think has a really 
interesting section of the draw. Qualifier Pedro Martinez. And I know that's not a name that's going to jump out to you, Jamie, but you look at where he's placed. It's an all-qualifier section, I believe. In terms of the seeds, he's got, you know, Pedro would have to win his first match. Then he'd play Fodini Kukushkin winner. Then he would play potentially John Isner in round three. I mean, those are the sorts of seeds you want. There's no ideal path to the French Open. You're always going to have to knock off a seed or two along the way. If I were picking seeds right now, I would pick Fonini because he's coming off of injury. He still hasn't looked that great. And I would pick Isner because I haven't seen him on the clay in quite a bit of time. Martinez, a couple of titles on the challenger on clay in 2020. He's a guy in good form. I think he looms dangerously in that bottom half. Yeah, I think that's fair. Listen, especially when you, you talk about that section of the draw, absolutely agree with you. Two guys, Fonini and Isner, um, sure, they can be dangerous and they can hit you off a court on any given day, but consistently, have we seen this from them as of late? No. So yeah, if, if you're a qualifier trying to make a dent somewhere, this isn't a bad path at all. Yeah, I think some other guys, if Opelka can get through Dominic Team hypothetically, and that's a tall ass, but Opelka's always a threat, right? Just because he can serve you off the court. Same thing for Sasha Bublik. He beats Monfils. Now that draw is open because the other seed to get to the fourth round would be Taylor Fritz. On a clay court right now, I like Bublik's level better. If he can get through that one, I think, you know, Lorenzo Sinego also looms as a second round for Bublik. That's another dangerous unseeded player in the Italian, but it, 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 a couple of upsets need to happen, but the possibility for that top half of that third quarter, that, uh, you know, Monfils team quarter to open up, it absolutely can. And so I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think a couple guys who are unseated who could maybe make a run down there, Kasmanovic going up against Schwartzman. Obviously, you know, I'm not rooting for another early Schwartzman exit from a Grand Slam. I always hate to see that. Um, And, you know, I, I see him as a clear favorite here, but you never know. Kasmanovic has looked really, really good. Um, I know I know he's a guy that you've been high on, so I don't think I have to argue my point too hard with you on that one. Um, the other guy, you're going to love this too, Dominic Kupfer. Um, you know, Kupfer's a guy who's super dangerous. You know, you're going to love his second round matchup, regardless of if it's Murray or Vavrinka, if he gets through that first one. So he's a guy who could definitely make some noise. And we've seen him make deep runs thinking about the U.S. Open in years past. Um, so he can do it at this sort of level. Um, and he's looked pretty clean on the clay. Now, do I think he's going to be able to make it through to a second week? No, but hey, it'd be fun if he would, if he did. With their, uh, the reason I'm smiling, you listeners can see it if you're watching this on YouTube, is because Jamie McDonald and I had a conversation on the phone last night that centered quite a bit around Dominic Kopfer, so he knows I absolutely enjoyed that pick. Yeah, that's a good one. And I mean, we've sort of alluded to some of these already, but you look at some of these first-round matches, Jamie, and it's absolutely loaded. Some of the standouts for me that we've already mentioned, Sandgren versus Hercot, Tsitsipas, Munar, Medvedev, Fucevic, that's really fun on the top half in terms of the bottom half, you know, Monfils, Bublik, Schwartzman, Kasmenovic, as you referred to, Stan, Andy, Sinner, Gofen was just sent from uh, from the gods for me. What are some of the other matches? I know I took a lot of the good ones there, but uh, what else stands out? Yeah, and no, the other ones I'd mentioned on the top, sort of one that I knew you weren't going to mention, so this is why I picked it in case I had to go second. Um, Manorino, <laughs> Ramos, Vanolas, I think is really interesting just because they're basically playing each other, right? Like, it, it's very similar players, two lefties. Going to see a lot of weirdly short uh, backswings on the backhand side cross-court rallies. Probably going to be some really ugly tennis, but um, I don't know, just entertaining because both of them both of them sort of act as the same sort of person and draws for me. They're like, hey, that tricky lefty who can maybe come up with a weird result. So it's like, eh, make them square off round one, see what happens. 
Um, you mentioned some other ones. I'd say on the top half, the other one I'd mention is PCB and Millman. Um, you know, you know you're going to get a grind out of that one. Karina Busta, is he going to ride the momentum from the U.S. Open, or is he going to have sort of a slump and be really tired and exhausted? I don't know. Millman's a guy who's definitely going to push you. So if PCB isn't feeling good, that's going to be a really, really tricky first round. Um, on the bottom half, I know they're. I feel like the bottom half is way more loaded in terms of first round matchups. I know you listed a bunch of them, so you know I won't go back over those two. Um, granularly, but Kesmenovich Schwartzman is definitely the one I got a circle because I put Schwartzman on upset alert because he had a really tough test early in the U.S. Open, um, and he's got to bounce back here, and it, it's no easy task in um, beating me, America Kesmenovich. Yeah, a bunch of fun ones. Nishioka FAA, Nishikori versus Dan Evans. Those will be good as well. To your point, Adrian Manorino, sneaky bad on clay in his career. 43% win percentage. That was a stat I found earlier this week, and I was shocked to see that. I was like, oh, you'd think he'd be a little bit better. So that is a very funny comparison, though. Him versus ARV. I love that. Also sneaky good for you American tennis fans, Sock Opelka, right? It's going to be maybe not the cleanest tennis, but uh, two players certainly we have been engaged with as we are looking for uh, any American male to make a deep run here in this Grand Slam. Uh, But with that in mind, Jamie, that's the question I want to ask you next. Who are the people you see making a deep run? Semifinals, finals, what are your predictions? I mean, I hate to say it, but I think this is the slam where we get back to restoring order in the ATP, right? (laughs) I think the bottom half, you have to be closing out thinking team at all. Team just too good. I know he has some early tests. You know, obviously, I think those tests are a bit thwarted compared to a hardcore Opelka, right? I mean, a clay court Opelka is just nowhere near as scary as a hardcore one, especially when you're Dominic team and you are, you know, arguably the best clay quarter. Maybe you, I mean, you're going to, you're going to fight me on that. He's the future of play court tennis. How about that? Um, so he's got to feel comfortable here. I think it's going to be Nadal and team on the bottom half. I think Djokovic is going to come out of the top. Um, now you question who he's going to be playing. I, I like Sitsipas to make a deep run. I like Medvedev to make a deep run. I think it's going to be Djokovic and either team or Nadal in the final. And I know that's boring, but it just is what it is. I think we're restoring order in the French. No, that's nice. I asked you for your picks for the semifinals. You gave me the top five seeds as your option. That's always a good move. Look, the reason I didn't want to do quarterfinals earlier, because I actually wrote down my quarterfinal notes, but I was afraid they'd get too funky. I see names like the Deuce and Shapovalov and potentially Borna Chorich mixed in, and I think we could see some really interesting results from players who make the second week, players who get to that quarterfinal round. You know, Kasparud going to take on Dominic Team round three. That's absolutely a match. Kasparud if in form, can win. And, you know, Rafa's going to get tested along the way as well. That second quarter, that medvedev Tsitsipas section, it's wide open because you have guys like Rublev in there. You have Shapovalov in there, who's looked great of late. You have the deuce, Dusan Lajovic, who I think is absolutely in the mix to make a run here to the round of 16 quarterfinals, given how his draw has broken out. I'm going to agree with you on three of the four. I just think Rafael Nadal, Dominic Team, Novak Djokovic, in terms of their clay court performances, are just on a different level. I need to see Rafa lose maybe three years in a row at the French Open before I think he's going to do anything worse than the semifinals. And I do think Alex Virev, who would be his quarterfinal opponent, is going to bounce back strongly in this Grand Slam. But I'm not ready to take him over Rafa. That's a match I'd have to see to believe. I'm going to go Rafa Team on the bottom half with you. I'm going to go Djokovic. And Andre Rublev on the top half. I just think the young Russian is playing so well. I watched him in Hamburg. I watched him in Rome. I think he's figuring out how to move around the clay, and that power tennis just translates regardless of surface. 
I do think Shapovalov could be there, though, as well. I think one of those spots is going to go to a next-genner. But I'm going to stay playing as well. I'm going to take team over Rafa in the, in the semis. I don't feel great about it. I'm going to take Djokovic to make the finals. And I'm going to stick with the take that Novak Djokovic is going to bounce back from that defaulting at the U.S. Open. The only way he knows how by winning this 2020 French Open. Proving that the only person who can beat Novak Djokovic right now is Novak Djokovic. Those are our picks, though, for this French Open. And, of course, if you want to hear coverage day in, day out, be sure to follow along with with us on the mini break. Jamie will be joining me every day to break down all of the biggest matches. Of course, we'll make our picks every morning on our GSP Ace of the Day shows, which you can find on YouTube as well as on the Great Shot podcast feed. Jamie, any final thoughts on this men's singles draw? Yeah, I just can't wait till Rublev gets upset second round by Davidovich Fokina and your entire bracket goes out the window. But other no, than that, it's- no. <laughs> No, the good news is we're recording this on Friday. I still have time to change. Like I said, that's why I didn't do quarterfinals, because I still have Rublev slash Shapovalov slash the deuce. I got to pick which one of those three I want to go with, and I still might pick Daniil Medvedev or Stefano Tsitsipas, because that is a loaded quarter, to your point. But yeah, for now, let's go with Rublev. That's my pick. Of course, we want to hear your picks. We hope you play along with us on our Tourneytopia, where you can make your selections. May the best draw win. Of course, some Crack Rackets gear going to the winner of that competition. We are also breaking down the women's singles draw. I'm sure you can find that by now on your YouTube channel, probably right under where you see this video. But for now, for Jamie McDonald and all of us here at Crack Rackets, my name is Alex Gruskin. You've been watching our 2020 French Open men's singles draw preview.